Welcome back to the Just a Ride podcast. Just a Ride. Just a Ride. Just a Ride. Your number one source for philosophical bullshit and adolescent humor. (laughs) 12 years old the whole time. Uh, Zach's looking at me like, bro, you hijacked my intro. I love it. What is going on? I'm I'm over (laughs) here looking like, thank you. Thank you. You need to add in an advice that will take you far. An advice that will take you into a hole you will never deep hole. (laughs) Right into the ditch. (laughs) Uh, My name is Shaden Hutchman, the Poobah. Poobah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I, I'm Zach Flannery, the Peebah. Yes. And I'm Jeff Ketchell. What was I doing? You're the, I was just wank the, jerk, bar. the jerk mate. You're the wank, the wank bar. <laughs> You're wank bar. We all have to have a bar. That's our, that's copyright infringement. You can't be jerk mate. Was that jerk oh, bar? That's a porn uh, that's that's side, isn't it? He's just got regard. this big shit-eating grin on his face. Ah, oh, that's a porn <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Well, what the hell are we talking about today? What are we talking about today, script keeper? I've got some stuff. I got the script over here. I can share it with you since you're talking. No, don't ruin the magic, I I ruin the magic. peeking behind the curtain at the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Well, now I want to talk about the shadow boxing thing that you were talking about. (laughs) But we're going to talk talk about... about (laughs) We're going to talk about the five Fs. uh, What are they? Fight. Flight. Flight. Freeze. Freeze. Fuck. Fuck. Or feed. And feed. A couple of those don't sound right to me. We're going to get to that. Is that a zombie thing? <laughs> Could be, yeah. Well, and Is we're it? talking about the five basic instincts of life. Well, right. yeah, but I'm thinking of those. It's like in a crisis situation. Do people just like, holy fuck, and then start fucking things? It's usually well, we'll go through the categories we'll get to, okay, we can get into We'll it. get to it. All right. <laughs> we're also going to talk about spit in food because I have, my mother was the queen of spit in food and, and. I want to hear your She's guys' spitting stories. She's spitting your food, or her food is uh, spitting. That's possible too. I've been carrying on her legacy magic. and spitting in your food since we met. Actually. <laughs> that's why fast food tasted so good to me as a child, and now you've kept it along. I still like fast food. We're also going to talk about gross festival stories. We all we each have been to many festivals, and we all have some stories. Uh, we're going to talk about sociopaths. Mm. That one's going to be an interesting one. It's kind of a broad topic. We're going to talk about the reasonableistist party. Just the silly idea that we had as people that don't like government. No, it's not silly. We're starting a new it's legitimate party. It's a new political party. party. I've been talking about starting this for like the last 12 years. It will years. compete with the top two. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're also going to talk about books that changed our lives and the things I learned. Fuck this. And also advice we give ourselves, like always. So let's talk about, I don't know, why don't you talk about the shadow boxing thing you were just talking about? That was pretty funny. Just in the, we were, we were just discussing, like. This is one of those things so, where it's like, oh, you do that too? Nice. Yeah, one of those things like, you know, you got, you got a big night coming up, you want to get laid and, you know, but you want to be able to, you know, you, you want to give it a good show and so you. Or if you're married and you want to, your yeah, wife you to have, have a, a good, good time. Yeah, you don't have to be a date necessarily. Any big night you know? with any committed or yeah. non-committed person. But you don't want to be, you know, <laughs> you don't want to be a teacup, hot, steamy, done in two minutes, you know. You want right. to last, so you, so you know, you shadow box. Right? I mean, you train for any big event, right? So right. You shadow box in the morning. In other words, you rub one out, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. getting all ready for the big game, and then makes sense. And then you get to the big game, and you realize, oh my god, I just pulled the muscle. I'm tired. I, I, I <laughs> yeah. wipe myself. Out. I work too hard. I wipe myself out during training. Then there's that. Oh my god, now we're here, and, and, and you know, like, as you get on? older, just going. So, so here's the deal, <laughs> right? You can rationalize it with her. Here's what really what happened. I was thinking about tonight. I wanted to perform. You know, I was thinking and, about and you, you can baby. Just totally explain. <laughs> as you get older, life you can explain that. Everybody's like, yeah, it sounds reasonable. Yeah. I could recharge a lot better in my twenties. But I'm we sorry. all in our young, but in our in our youth, we've all still had that happen. 
Mm. Where you think you're oh, going to yeah. be good, and yeah. then you're like, I guess that's when you realize, oh shit, maybe I'm getting older. This game, is a problem. Game time is sometimes a different kind of game. Yeah, I mean, it's, then, it's not practice time. But, but you're still time. too it's immature. Like, let's to play just... Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's cuddle a little bit and talk about our feelings and stuff. A Hence, bit you're more. still too immature to even explain that situation. So you come up with some crazy, exactly, you know, oh, whatever yeah. excuse. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I'm. Uh, uh, I, yeah. What's that? Term? Oh, I got a lot of no, babe, babe. I'm just. I'm a demisexual. I have to have a really deep, intimate, uh, emotional connection with you before I can, you know, perform in a sexual. We've been married for fifteen. Right. Years. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh shit. Shit. <laughs> Man, we'll have to we'll have to go down that road some other time. So that's a nice nice way to start shadow boxing. Just I just never heard of, I'd never yeah. heard that before. Uh, but why don't we start with the spit and food? Uh, Take it away. <laughs> well, I just kind of wanted to shit on my mom a little bit. Uh, Noticing no, but, a theme here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two point seven. Two point seven. This is all. Tell me about your mother, and I will. Two point seven finishes. Now, the, now that's a mother. little too far, sir. <laughs> I just caught what you said there. Gross. That's uh, that's not one You're of my two point seven. I didn't say. It. That's not one of my two point seven fetishes. I tell you what. Despite what Pornhub would tell you in the yeah. fucking yeah. Okay. I'm on the fence about it. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if you guys know this, but I think it's common sense at this point to be courteous to the people that make your food. Yeah. In any facet. In, Self-preservation, at a deli, one at might a, argue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fast food is one where there's already kind of some barriers between you, like that shitty box. For my, my whole life, the, the <laughs> box that you talk to to speak to the person oh, inside. I thought you were talking about the box that they come in, like the burger shitty box. burger box. <laughs> and like, what do you want them to do? Hand it to you, like Open, all raw I want a plate. Do you want them to raw Raw dog it. it raw, raw dog me my burger. Raw dog in the burger. <laughs> no. Uh, what, uh, 2.7 raw dog. No. Uh, basically, going trying to talk through that, that box, it's, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's very loud. And I, if you, we've worked fast food or you've seen people work fast food and you know that it's whatever. It's hot, sweaty, and that loud shit is obnoxious, blah, blah, blah. My mom was the kind of person where, I mean, she would... She was the epitome of what they hate. Mm-hmm. Like the, the volume was already like, what the fuck, lady? Like, I am right here. This is in my ear. She's like, hello, I like a bird, you know. But she would also do the things that would piss off everyone involved. Where Change the order six times. That. But she would literally get up to, she would not do it while she was waiting in the car. This is when, I mean, you know, cell phones. So she'd call me. And be like, what would you like from this place? While the person's like, hello, ma'am, what can I get you from Jack in the Box? And she's like, hold on a second, please. Zach, what would you like? And I'm like, holy fuck, hang up now. I want nothing from you ever. What are you doing? You're going to get us all killed. I'm getting spit burgers, regardless of what I order. (laughs) And it was like that my whole life. And my mom didn't realize that they could hear you talk. Even when it wasn't your order, I'm blinking in surprise and shaking my <laughs> right. head right now. Right, it's like yes, they hear they they don't stop listening when you say, and that yeah, that'll do it. Then when you're like, what a fucking bitch, my mom, my mom would curse, but she'd be like, that lady's, I want to get her fired or something. And it's like that's spitting food. And it was yeah. one spitting food thing after another, and she and whatever it takes to get your food spit in. She checked off every box. And so, I mean, at a young age, I would we would get to the drive through window and I'd be hiding my face. I'd have like a coat over me or whatever it was. And I'm like, I am not related to this lady. And she's like, what? It's like spitting food, eh? 
But I didn't know that as a kid. I'm just like, you ruined their day for no reason other than you're like confused at how fast food works or something. So, so you got like collateral spit damage. Dude, so much. I, I We were joking before this, but I think that's why. the wasn't enough. <laughs> I had spit burgers too. She made you too. eat stranger spit on a regular yeah. basis. And I, think, and I think that's why fast food tastes better when I was a kid. And, you know, I'm just not getting the same amount of spit in it that I used to. And I guess I that's the out, agreement. But it didn't do shit for your immunity. <laughs> I didn't. No, I'm allergic to a lot of things. So yeah. somebody maybe, was, maybe it made it worse. It could have yeah. made me sick. So that was... I wanted to bring that up because I wanted to shit on my mom because it's fun. But I, I <laughs> have you guys ever seen a person act like that where call somebody on the phone while... Instead of before they get to the line, it's but instead of while they're in the line, like, hey, what would you like? I'm about to order. They waited to order to call me <laughs> with people behind. I just... Oh. That's my mom in a nutshell. It makes me think she was a bit of a sociopath. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think I <laughs> didn't really care about the other folk around. But have you ever? Uh, let's just we'll slim it down. Have you ever suspected having spit in your food? Uh, well, so yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So that whole if you're a cop, don't go through a drive-through. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. Yeah. That, that that is a very very real thing. People don't like the police. I know. Surprise, shock. Yeah, right. That's an, yeah. And and it shocked me. Oh my god. How could you not like me? <laughs> I'm a I very love nice me. person. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm my favorite fucking cunt there is. And, and unfortunately, I was hungry and did not bring food and had to go through a drive through which I hardly ever did. Did you shadow box that morning? <laughs> Work up an appetite? <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> More than likely. Certainly. No, because I probably would have made a sandwich before I left the house. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Or at least expected my shadow to. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so going through a drive through Order a hamburger, fries, and a drink. Pretty standard. Fries come in one of the cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to look down box. into my fries <laughs> before I took them out. And there is orange fucking pubic hair in my fucking french fries. Wow. And it, not just it, like a little orange bit. Orange is not Like good. a nice That's big gnarly. chunk of... Fuck like your sink like, up. Like a bush. Okay. So, so right. Ronald McDonald okay. was like, fuck this guy. Pause. Pubic hair or spit preference? Oh, go pubic hair because you can pull it right take, out of your mouth. I'll take pubic hair over Fuck, over both of you guys. Spit. I'll take spit. No, no spit. No spit. <laughs> yeah. I, but, just, I mean, you just basically mm. kiss somebody versus licking their pubes. True. Well, either way, <laughs> but I can pull the yeah. But <laughs> well, but I will have, I will have ingested <laughs> their spit. So <laughs> uh, I got a spit story for later. I'll tell you some so, other time. So you have a spit story. So too. I mean, obviously. So like, and then I was like, I. Uh, Less than pleased, you could probably imagine. Yeah. And then, like, motherfucker, do I actually even, like, this just happened to me. Yeah, I want revenge and. Right. And I have the power to do it. Yeah. You motherfucker. <laughs> right? And here I am. I'm like, you 17 year old, I'm going to fucking kill you. I don't see any other red haired guys. <laughs> like, it's got to be. But then you. I'm like, I need to call a child before, but I will hit you. <laughs> you know, then that wasn't even true. Yeah. So I'll add on to that, too. <laughs> yeah. I had it all so real quick on that. I had an ex-girlfriend one time. We were in this in the in the just getting to know you phase, like not even quite a date yet. You know, uh, she she learned what I did. She thought I was a bouncer. I'm like, no, close. I'm a cop. And then th- later on in the night, she's like, so have you ever hit a woman? I'm like, no. Well, wait a minute. Personally or professionally? <laughs> professionally, it's a different story. I mean, you know, there's, you know, when they try to stab you, you're, you're, you're going to hit them. Yeah, it happens. 
So, <laughs> anyway, how dare you? What was the story I was telling? Oh, the uh, pubic hair story. So anyway, I ended up calling the supervisor because I'm like, I'm I'm gonna kill this kid. Like this isn't gonna go well, and I'm gonna be going over counters and running back. It's there. a full farva from school. From- and I'm like, it's red hair. There can't be very many red haired kids back there. And sure as shit, there was not. There was one long red haired skater looking dude. Like yeah. Who. You know, I mean, he's already kind of pasty white. But His T-shirt all, literally said "fuck the police." Yeah, yes. all the specifically color that one. <laughs> he thought he got away with that one. And then, when, you know, when I come in, it's all shocked and shaken, and so. I would, yeah. he got arrested. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I hated dealing with Juvies. He was seventeen. I took him, and no. that was a lot of pain in the ass paperwork for basically nothing because in four hours they go home anyway. But it was worth the trip down. You know what? I bet that restaurant didn't, <laughs> and they didn't have give another me any French fries either. What do you mean? They, they didn't, didn't give you give a new, me new French fries. No. Oh. Well, I think it kind of shook things up a little bit yeah, by arresting the guy that probably made the fries. Disrupted yeah. their business. They're like, well, now we have no fries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a pretty good non-spit, but pube story. That's e. Yeah. So I, but I'm sure I have eaten spit many a times in yeah. my life throughout. I mean, throughout 27 years, I've had to go to some drive throughs I would suspect every time somebody spit my fucking food. <laughs> As a police officer. Yeah. 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 You know, so I guess you're okay with it. He built up an immunity. Yeah, yeah, that helped. Maybe it helped. <laughs> have you had? Have you I had? Just licked my suspects, and you know, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get sick. Mine. I wasn't the. I'm. I'm not the good guy in my story, though. Oh, you spitties. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh. No, I didn't spit. But oh. I'm, I'm. I deserved I to, the spit. I think is oh. what I'm trying to say. I was you the care? asshole in the drive-through, uh, which I'm never. I'm. I'm pretty much never this way. But this particular morning, I was. In my early 20s, maybe 22, 23, and my dad's side of the family had a family reunion that they did every Christmas. I don't know if they still do it, but when I was younger, it was a thing, you Mm -hmm. know. And so we went down there, and it was my dad and my stepmom and myself, and we got a hotel, really nice hotel, and uh, it was the first time I'd been around my dad's side of the family that I was old enough to go out to the bar with my cousins and my one uncle who's closer to me in age than my dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he was super excited me to take all me the out pornography and, and get me hammered, yeah. you know, and so and a couple of my other cousins too, and so I was like, okay, let's go, you know, see you dad and stepmom, I'll come back to the hotel maybe later. Mm-hmm. So we go out, got me super hammered, so I was like, puking in a trash can it puked in the bushes stayed at my uncle andy's house and uh, <laughs> shaden act like you've been there before no yeah <laughs> i will not yep <laughs> sorry i almost passed out and uh <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was funny and i almost passed out from my own humor all right go ahead <laughs> so so all that is to is a prelude to the drive-through story because in the next morning I had to get back to this hotel at a reasonable time, get showered and cleaned up, and ready to go to the actual family reunion, which I was hung over for the entire thing. So you're explaining why basically you were a why dick. i was a dick. Still not a good okay. excuse, but this is why, right? So mm-hmm. I'm I'm so hung over. I called my dad. I said, Dad, and can you come get me from Andy's and bring me back to the hotel so I can like get a shower? Yeah, and, yeah. And and be my a dad, my dad was a champ about it honestly i like expected him to give me a lot of shit about it and he didn't you know and he just came and picked me up like he wasn't super thrilled but he was just like in the car he's like are you hung over i'm like i'm so hung over <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't even look out the window because the motion made me want to puke i'd like oh. stare at the same spot on the floor of the car so i was like dad 
Taco Bell. I need, I just got need some greasy food. Pulling his Taco Bell. He's like, okay. So he pulls into the drive through. We get up there. He goes, what do you want? I said, I want, uh, I want a beef quesadilla. He's like, okay. So we get up to the window and he's driving. So he's ordering. He's like, I want to, can I get one uh, beef quesadilla? And she goes, oh, we don't have beef. And I'm like, <laughs> well, the beef place though. I'm I'm barely hanging on to life, and I'm I, all I can think about is this quesadilla, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what do you mean? And and I said, I so I lean across my dad. I'm like, what do you have? And she goes, chicken or steak. I lean further across my dad, and I'm like, is your steak not made from beef? <laughs> <laughs> and he shoves me back into like, my shut seat. Up. He's like, he's like, quit it. <laughs> he's like, sorry, yeah, he wants a steak one. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, that is beef. <laughs> like as soon as it left my mouth, I was like, hey, you're a cunt. And you, the, <laughs> and the here odds, comes the spit. Possibly. <laughs> that that would probably do it. I felt it was a valid question though. I was Taco Bell. It might not have been made from from beef. <laughs> it probably a percentage of it was made yeah, by beef, but yeah. only a small percentage. Yeah. So so that was the day I probably got my my food spit. That's not so bad though. That's pretty good. You weren't that the worst guy. I've seen some people throw shit. Well, you at would people. be the expert, I guess, given what you told us about your mom. So. <laughs> That's soft. That's what, yeah, very much so. Didn't even tip the Richter scale today. I don't think you've. I don't think you've eaten a lot of spit. I think you've been okay, a, fine, a fine gentleman. Perfect. I think he's been a fine gentleman. I've been trying hard to avoid spit. You so. were probably a fine gentleman too, but you were driving the wrong car, yeah, wearing was, the wrong I was, shit. I was representing the wrong thing, apparently. <laughs> I hope I haven't had my food spit in since my mom's not been part of my fast food process <laughs> because i'm like oh hello hi i know you can hear me hi. i didn't get I, I like these three things i practiced it four times in the car before i got here so yeah. that you know exactly my, my i'll have my change ready for it it'll be perfect change or the card and it's just like eh. i'll even go as far Fuck as throw it i can't even see them but i'll throw in compliments let them know they look good that day mm-hmm. fucking i they don't even realize they don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i always ask them hey, how they're doing and I, like i pay yeah. attention I, like i try to talk to them a little bit like hey blah, 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 blah. Yeah. like how you doing what's going on what do you Sure. You're not right in there. It's hot. <laughs> right. I've had a few people with like, thank you for asking that. Yeah. Like, legit. Nobody's been nice <laughs> like to me for crying. 12 hours. Yeah. It's like, this has just been a lot of, I can't, so sad, human. <laughs> I can't think of the last time I was in a drive through. I mean, years, <laughs> years. Really? Yeah. Damn dude. I mean, it's hey, been months. You've been over two years. for a long, yeah. Over two years. Time. It's been a while for me too, actually. doesn't mean I don't is. eat shitty sometimes. I just don't eat fast food. Yeah. I don't eat fast food either. All right, that's enough with the food tampering. Uh, I do want to talk about the five Fs. That's been something that's always kind of fascinated me. With uh, I mean, we all know fight or flight. Yep. And freeze is obviously. I think that's what most people do is freeze. Right. In, Otherwise, in it would be known as code black. Code black. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're the one that taught me the uh, the other two. The feed and fuck. Feed and fuck. Yeah. I can't imagine being like, holy shit, that guy's shooting people. I'm hungry. I need a sandwich. Watch monkeys. What do they yeah, do when they get all right. stressed out? They yeah. start fucking each other. Or, or eating a banana or, or something. people. So, I mean, you know. So okay. feed you get stressed out, you go jerk off, right? If, if the plane's going down, I'm pulling my dick out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> if, I mean, uh, I'll, be, I'll be like taking a poll. I'm like, anybody else who wants to? <laughs> right. You? Last chance. Last chance. I'm just saying. Last chance. So is feed like stirring the pot? No, I'm trying to over, guess overeating. What it is. Stress, uh, stress responses. Okay, oh, feeding, eating oh, too much. Okay. Uh, animals will do it. People obviously do it, but not in like that. You know, oh god, a volcano just went off. Not, yeah, not right. necessarily because like in an fight or flight know. is like depends on what kind of foods around. You know? It's still a stress. <laughs> it's <laughs> if still it's cheesecake, I'm eating the cheesecake. Right <laughs> Before away. I die, I need all the cheesecake in my gullet. I'll, be, I'll just take some to go while I look for somebody to fuck. Fuck me through the cheesecake. No, come on, I got cheesecake. 
<laughs> it's our last moments. Don't have a fucking standards. You don't need standards. All right. But in but, general, I mean, stress, those are the top stress okay. responses. I mean, so yeah, some of those are immediate. Some of those are not. I mean, so when you're fight, really stressed out, do you just are. jerk off? Is that a thing that, that well, who, you that don't? Must? I don't know. I, I, don't. I yeah. I mean, to, yeah, sometimes. I so. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, that would be a that would be a response. Or, where sure. you're just like, fuck this. I'll be right back. I mean, think about. I'm not sense. gonna lie. I've definitely circumvented like a high level of anxiety. Like if I'm like feeling like I'm so anxious, I might like have a panic attack or something. I've definitely like yeah. if I'm at home all by myself, I'm like yeah. I'll just jerk off. It'll this distract me, and yeah. it'll, maybe it'll and it's like just go shadow box. Yeah. You're good to go. Yeah. Shadow boxing again. <laughs> yeah, you should call that shadow boxing. No matter even if you're not prepping, you know, you're prepping for some time. Yeah, eventually. yeah. shadow boxing. <laughs> shadow boxing. <laughs> need to put that on a shirt. That's another shirt. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, boxing champion. Well, I don't know how much Shut there is. To, <laughs> every year, you can every make it year. like a gym shirt, like EST, you know, two thousand. Yep, twenty twenty two. Yeah, shadow boxing champion. I like that. Continual, let's make it, yeah, perpetual, let's make it gray and make it like yeah. a, like a the gym, old gym like shirt. A gym shirt. <laughs> done. That's a good shirt. Done. Absolutely done. Okay. Well, there's not too much to the five Fs, but it is kind of an interesting idea. I mean, to, those are the the, the they're like, the. F- five basic instincts that are ingrained into you and the the animal of you and there's no way that society is going to get rid of any of those things Mm. yeah they're just you can't even prepare yourself like the times when you fight sometimes another situation you're gonna freeze or you'll fuck something i guess i don't know about i mean it's interesting actually i i distinctly remember feeling really weird about myself because i had a somebody really close to me because i shadow boxed and shadow boxing and i beat beat my own ass (laughs) i beat my own ass (laughs) no i would somebody really close to me died and like the day that i found out they died i like went and had sex just because of that like i didn't i didn't i wasn't really i didn't really care about going to mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't for going to have sex i just was like i gotta go do that because that's apparently how i'm gonna cope with this right now and i remember feeling super weird about it afterwards like why did why was that my go-to <laughs> like what a weird thing like i was just trying to picture like if i had died and like somebody close to me was like i'm gonna go fuck somebody else <laughs> right. you know? i'd be like what that's your go what <laughs> That doesn't make any what are you sense doing? to me. Yeah. But I I read about it and I guess it's more common than I thought and it kind I of falls into the whole the the Fs that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. interesting. I think it makes sense. You do sense. some weird shit when you're stressed out. We well, want extreme chemicals to fight the extreme yeah. chemicals, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's probably more what it is. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. why we get inebriated too cuz it it's synthetic fucking extreme chemicals, I guess, or or it causes the extreme chemicals. Right. Interesting. All right. Well, how about we talk about festivals? I know that we've all been to a festival. <laughs> this kind of came from our, our discussion where we just kind of realized how gross it is after a festival. And I think that's, I, I put festivals on and so I remember, but there's nothing terribly gross that I have other than what I said last time, which was cigarette butts for miles and miles and miles. But putting on an event is kind of weird in that sense too, because you're dealing with, like I did Spokane Hempfest for a few years and we were dealing with volunteers and a lot of them were some of the loveliest people in the world, but we weren't like vetting them. And so even our volunteers were kind of gross as far as uh, doing fuck gross shit at our event and <laughs> leaving nasty shit behind. 
Uh, but again, as a smoker, I feel like I'm among the worst because if there's not a, an immediate ashtray around you and you decided to smoke, you're like, I'm a piece of shit. I'm not putting it in my pocket. What am I going to walk around like a fuck? I don't want to smell like cigarettes. Exactly. I'll just, I'll let a squirrel die or whatever. I'll let a bird eat this thing. Well, but, festivals in general, I mean, it's just that amount of people together is gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we're just we are filthy animals. Well, we all have to poop somewhere. I mean, there's the whole have... camping areas where everybody's getting drunk and puking, falling mm. down, and and you know, then and the nobody claims their puke up after themselves. Oh. Not one of us. But then you get into the festival and nobody's got shirts on, and you're touching, and you're just, I mean, everybody just stinks to high hell. Yeah, and then it's slippery and gross. And if you want to boost your anyway. immune system, go to some, <laughs> yeah, some but sweaty yet, summer outdoor rock yeah. concerts. But man. yet yeah. they're fun to go to. Yeah, they are. It's just, but oh. if you sit there and look at that, I guess that's why you stay hammered the it's whole time. The price so you're you pay, to man. So okay, I got a story. I got an actual story. Okay. So I went to Rock on the Range in Ohio years ago, which is a massive. They take a soccer stadium like a really big i think it's a pro soccer stadium i don't know what pro soccer is like in the united states yeah. but it was it's a big stadium it fits in the chucky e. cheese they, actually they put like several fringe stages that are set up on the outside of this thing that are also full production stages nice um so so it's I like, think a it was like 10, kind of 10 thing, right? 11 000 people all packed in there at one point but it was um slayer was headlining the this particular night and you, know, you go to a concert, there's usually like, you know, a mosh pit area with like a big circle pit near the front. This was that, but there was a circle pit in front of the stage. There was another circle pit over here in this part of the stadium floor. There was another circle pit. There was like several circle pits orbiting one another. Awesome. That many people. It was cool. It was really cool. Dangerous, but fun. But I decided cool. that I had to um, take a dump and that it would not wait. <laughs> and so more poo ball from the poo ball poo buying, <laughs> and so I I was like to my gang I was like I'm gonna go to the bathroom I'll try and find you to stay in this area you know mm-hmm. so I weave through survive two circle pits on the way out and they had these trailers that they pulled in right but they got like the guys were pee troughs oh, and yeah. then there Honey was a few trailers. a few stalls for doing your business. And it was the last show of the night in the middle of the summer, and this trailer had oh, been through yeah. some I'm just thinking about that makes shit. Me and there was no light that was functioning inside of this trailer oh. either. So it was like walking into the worst haunted and house. it's hot, right? And it's hot yeah. still, yes. Mm-hmm, and the oh, whole trailer is metal. You sat down and you shadow boxed. <laughs> <laughs> Reached down into the... T- no. I was like, oh. I've never been so aroused. <laughs> That's that's a sign of a true man right there. That's you can I handle my point seven. Well, I am no longer a man. Yeah. I'm, I tap. He out. realizes he's sitting in his two point seven. <laughs> just boxes just goes the for shit it. out of himself. <laughs> he's got I had the tiger on in his head, just <laughs> rising up, just like going to the beat. People people knocking on the door like, is everything? Nothing's Fuck okay off. in there. Nothing's okay in there. The eye of the tiger, man. Two point seven. Bro, I'm going Super Saiyan. <laughs> so, and I'm raw dogging it. <laughs> and that's how it became the Shadow Boxing Champion. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I get into this trailer. It's a horror show. I have to shit. So, I'm, I've come this far. I have to figure this out. So, I grab a stall when it comes open, and I'm in there, and there's just liquid and suspicious mm. shit. <laughs> 
all over everything. He's so shadow boxed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I dropped well, he's like, trow. turned on about this now. <laughs> I dropped trow and I did the squat and hover because mm. I didn't want to touch any of the. Right. But I had to get it done. So I'm like, just pretend you're in the woods, man. Just squat and. <laughs> Squat and drop. Dude, you got to get that down by your ankles, though. You can't suspend. You're going to shit in your pants. No, I do it right around the knees, man. <laughs> you figured it out. <laughs> so I'm squatting. I, I drop it. And I'm like, all right, all I got to do is wipe them out of here. I reach over to the roll of toilet paper and I touch it and it is completely soaked. <laughs> it was one of those like plap. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing could And I'm be still good hovering. Hobby. My legs are quivering because I'm like trying to hold this position. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got piss on my hand now. So I hear a guy in the stall next to me and they're metal stalls, right? So I give it one bang, bang, bang. And he's like, what? And I was like, you got toilet paper over there? He goes, yeah, I was like, toss some over to me under the stall. Mine's all pissed on. He's like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I know, man, help me out. So this dude's a stranger's hand reaches under with a fat wad of toilet paper. You're like, I was like, thanks, bro. <laughs> Hope your hands weren't gnarly. <laughs> I don't trust you, but I trust you more than this pissed on. Yep. Fucking wiped as best I could. Shadow box got the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> That last part came on pretty fast. There. I like that. I like that. <laughs> well done. Well done. Did what anybody else would do? It take the noose off my neck, and I left. <laughs> yeah, that was a oh, which reminds that me, was a PSA. Experience. Yeah. What's if that? you're into autoerotic asphyxiation, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> you need to have a spotter. Right. Just a little PSA. Yes. Yeah. Make sure you. Yeah, you gotta have somebody there to kind of make sure that you didn't use too do you much. Do mean weight. I have a safe word? No, your safe, safe word doesn't do your shit. <laughs> by yourself, bro. Oh, let go. What if my safe word is... <laughs> <laughs> then you're really fucked. Well, actually, no, you're constantly doing that. Yeah. So somebody should be there, exactly. but nobody's there to help you. But then you don't get the asphyxiation the for very long, I guess. No. That doesn't seem <laughs> so, that appealing to me. Okay. What do you got? I had a call. Okay. I had a call. Is it a okay. okay. Yeah. All right. The oh. guy would hang himself with panties over his face, women's panties over his face, He'd step, it, did it, he wear it like a mask? Like a yes, super, he did. He like wore a like, luchador. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh like he was God. wrestling. <laughs> and what's funny is he would have long johns on, but his dick would be out. And he'd be filming himself, and he'd oh. step off a stool oh and jerk God. off. And then he would watch that video and jerk off to him going through that process. Huh. And then one time he stepped off the stool and he didn't get his foot back up quite That's a porn time. thing, isn't it? He when watched he too much porn. I take it back. Porn's not good for you. Yeah, right? <laughs> he didn't learn that from fucking was, just uh, <laughs> winging it. Oh, there's 2.7. That was his number one, wow. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it, was a, it was one and a half of them. <laughs> it was. Hey. So, which is like, why does it almost like, okay, you're into it. That's you. That's cool. Have a spotter, please. Yeah, this exactly. This creates a lot of work for me. So you got called and for what? Purpose? Welfare check on somebody who couldn't be reached for a couple of days. And that's oh, it. was he dead? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, he was okay. dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did not make it through there. Like, no, we just opened it up and he was like in a river of his own semen. and Just, <laughs> just had a good old time. Days and he was like, whoa. Hey, guys, how's it been? Oh, the phone's ringing. Oh, I didn't hear it. Yeah, no, was he was just, it was a spooky ghost. Like, <laughs> I, have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of peanut butter in my ears right now. Don't ask me why. This is called learning from others' mistakes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, God bless you if you have that, if you really like autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation because that that is kind of living on the edge constantly yeah. we've lost like several rock stars that and kind of shit makes me feel yeah. so vanilla dude like I'm i know like, like, people are like i'm into feet i'm like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're like, do you want me to take it? It's like, just turn the lights off and just whatever. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, I'm conservative. Uh, I just you heard it here, Zach's a conservative. I, I guess when it comes to that. Compared to some of the things that people are into, for sure, I, I don't, I don't even think I have 2.7 fetishes. I don't even think that's me. I think I'm good with just the normal stuff he, that includes. He gave away 1.7 of his fetishes to charity. I tell did. me what. Tell me what <laughs> your. Do you? you tell got, me what you your Pornhub searches are, and I'll tell you what your fetishes. Okay, are. Then that'll be for another show for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. Jack, don't want to put things out like this. All right, I think our festival stories. I mean. You've been to the gorge, and that's where you've seen a lot of the camping and stuff like yeah, that. And hippies are there. dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say porta potties at the gorge in the summertime, man. That's that is also quite gnarly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, being part of the cleanup crew of of a hippie festival, it was. But the I'd, I'd like to know what the barter fairs are like when they build a city for a week or two and see what the cleanup is I like. I want to see oh. what their haul on confiscated drugs and paraphernalia are because they went so in salmo where i grew up shambhala which is a huge like rave festival Mm. people come from all over the world to go to the mountains 10 minutes up the road from my hometown to go to this huge rave once a year it's right around my birthday but every year it was like a it was like a fun heavy air quotes thing that the rcmp would do for like the locals they would pile up all of the drugs and paraphernalia that they confiscated from that were related to the festival and put them on a big table and let and, the and, children pick their favorite and drugs see like yeah <laughs> we're having a party you know? <laughs> you're gonna play loads no, they just take a picture of it and like spread it around town like look look at our hall this year oh my God. <laughs> it's like a fold-up table that's literally overflowing with like knives and needles and drugs and tabs of this and <laughs> I, I don't see a problem with this yeah. What's up? <laughs> All those things being there? Yeah. No, I, yeah. yeah nobody, it sounded like nobody got hurt. So people right. can have drugs and knives and guns as far as in my world they can. That's fine. <laughs> Let's I, all live in Zach's world. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you guys want all your drugs and guns and knives taken from you? Come on. You're just going to have a party and sometimes you need to stab a guy when well, you're iron drugs. Being the confiscator, again, another cop story, but early on in my career, back when copping was fun and cool and... right. Uh, it seemed normal <laughs> out there copping. Yeah. I mean we'd confiscate beer from juveniles all the time and we didn't really have a policy or procedure what to do with it so we'd store it in this particular storage area Just in the department it all right in front of you right and every, and then. And every, you want well, drink, drink the whole thing so in every Friday <laughs> we started having on, on our Fridays our platoon we would go out in the parking lot and somebody bring a barbecue, and we do barbecue and drink beer like five o'clock in the morning. Hell yeah! We did this for <laughs> two years, and then we got a new mayor, and he's like, "You can't, you can't do that." We're like, "Why? Why not? <laughs> Nobody's drinking it. Go to waste." So yeah, and then we kind of find out, yeah, that's we're not supposed to do that shit. <laughs> no, a small department that I work for, we you know, I think they look at that as like the SOP kind of rubbed was, it in their faces. Yeah. You took their shit. Well, the SOP was written in like 1971. Fair. So huh. things have changed since then. But yeah, it seemed reasonable at the time until we were told that we couldn't. <laughs> until we started doing it with the cocaine. They were like, where do you draw the line, guys? We see the beer. That's yeah. probably not okay. I remember coming to Spokane. They're like, did you field test it? I'm like, yeah, it tastes like cocaine. They're like, what? Like, <laughs> oh like I came from a small department. We didn't have field test kits. <laughs> we learned from watching the movies. Yeah. Come on. Like, By the way, I'm good cocaine. for OT. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got, yeah. Put me in now, coach, because I am fucking ready. <laughs> All right. for Harold. Smells like vinegar, man. It's good. <laughs> oh, we'll have to delve more into your world for sure as we go on with this show. Uh, that's enough of the, of the festival stuff, I think. They, they get nasty. Ew. Uh, let's talk reasonableness party. 
This was something that you and I kind of came up with and we've all talked about where it's like, fuck, these parties suck in America. Yeah. And it's because they don't do anything reasonable at all. They're, they're not interested in truth. They're not interested in making sense or really fulfilling promises. It's it's dumb in this country. And I think everyone can recognize that it's pretty dumb. Yeah. And so we're like, well, what's the what kind of party would you join? It's like a none of them. I mean, I'm not even a member of the Libertarian Party because Libertarians don't hang out together. No. <laughs> the whole rule is like we stick apart. That's what we do. We stay away from each other. Uh, but a reasonableist party. Yeah. You want to? You want to? Literally, to just do what's reasonable. Put in. A that's reasonable. Sub- that's subjective. Yeah. Though. Who that's decides what's reasonable? Fair enough. That's why we didn't make shirts and stickers and s- right. try and find a guy to run for the president. The Grand Wankbod decides, obviously. <laughs> right, exactly. It's reasonable because I say yeah. so. Well, yeah, the I mean, best shadow boxer amongst us shall lead the tribe. <laughs> if everybody... It's only so, reasonable. So much training would be going on well, for listen, that. If the world would just listen to me and do the things I think they should do, this place would be incredible. <laughs> you were just talking about that. Weird. If I, I feel, was in charge... I feel the same way. If I was in charge, then it'd be charge, better. it would be amazing. No, I don't want to be in charge. I just want people to do the right shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the problem is reasonable, subjective, although it seems to be the more that is deemed reasonable, the more strife people are in these days. Well, let's let these listeners in. Let's build a party. The reasonable istists. Uh, let's make the perfect political party for a broken, immoral system that is government. Uh, but what's the thing that we can tolerate the best? It's like, I want to mix uh, the, the freedom of the market and the, the accountability of the market with science and uh you know when, we, when it comes to where we have to use the government for like central planning or whatever it's got to be based on like a lot of peer-reviewed data that we can all see transparent science even if we aren't scientifically even, literate even if we want to do want something presented to me then by nature it would have to be subject to change all the time yes and constantly trying to that sounds itself okay. which that sounds, sounds lovely. good to me well, yeah. yeah i mean the republicans and the democrats are certainly not trying to disprove themselves for a second <laughs> So I think we win automatically with this party. It's like, hey, then we changed our minds. Okay. And how about a government that says, hey, we want to go this direction. Oh, guess what? This direction isn't working, so we're going to try something different. Right. And be honest about it. Say, oh, you know what? We thought this was going to work, but we're obviously it's not. Our numbers and data and science is showing that this doesn't work, so we're going to change course. Imagine if we did that in the midst of the drug war, instead of going for 60 years with it or whatever or any other of the programs that they've thrown at us for decades that haven't worked at all. I mean, I have a whole great idea for uh, the welfare system. I, I, a lot of people think I'm anti-welfare, and I'm totally not. Right. But I, watching what it does to people... Um, it needs to be done differently. It needs perhaps. to be done differently, yeah, yeah. because they're, it forces people to be on the system because as they improve, they lose instead of and then they have to make choices mm-hmm. you know say okay well so now i have a job so i lose money now i got to pay for data. So they have to make decisions between a job and kids or do i just stay on the system and get free money because i can take care of my kids this way mm-hmm. so right i mean and you don't blame i, I don't blame make it reasonable for... be reasonable to people have reasonable expectations of them um in the program to follow a program but also be reasonable and help them get ahead right if they don't punish them for following the program and then succeeding at it yeah Yeah. don't punish them for for improving reward them for improving Mm -hmm. because you want to get them on their own you know right so what does that look like do you do you they so say they get a job but their income doesn't quite match up to where they would have been on the welfare threshold do they still get some supplemental support for a while until they're able to build further what i would do is probably a five-year program the way i look at it is like this 
No, myself. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to have a, a father that, uh, in a time of need, as an adult, he, he actually asked me to come live with him for a while. He was going through some stuff, and it, it worked out on a short-term basis. But I had I had a, a parent available to me to kind of help me get my shit squared away. He had expectations of me at the house. I did those ex- expectations. He helped me out some fi- financially. It was a, it was a deal, right? Mm-hmm. Some people don't have family to do that, so essentially the government becomes their daddy. In a nutshell. So why wouldn't the government say, okay, you have five years. We want to, we're we're going to give you X amount of money. I think it should be more than what they're going to get. It's going to cover your food. It's going to cover your gas. going to cover your daycare. Here's a phone. We want to set you up, but you have to be in school or you have to be working. And you have a five-year plan. You have five years that we're going to get, you're going to get this amount. It's not going to go any less. And as you go through your life and improve, get your education or increase in your jobs while these other things are handled. We're not going to take away those assets from you. We're going to let you get on your feet at the end of five years. Maybe even save some of it, right? Like, well, in right. the long run, mm-hmm. it initially it would cost more, but in the long run it would save because you would ultimately have less people on welfare. Well, I mean, I mean, the person, the individual would actually be like, oh, I could put some right, of this right, right, away because right, yeah. instead of smart with what instead of having making yeah. choices of, of what they're going to do in their life, do, do I, I eat? Do, do I, I have cable? Do I? Yeah. Do I, I want to depend on the government uh, or take this job? You know, if I take this job, I can't be with my kids kind of thing. Yeah. So what happens when you get to the end of the five years, so you fall the, flat on your face and you're back to Well, you zero get, again. well, you get one year, you get a one year evaluation mm-hmm. uh, and where you have your case, it's better case management too, in case managers um, where they would, okay, your goal was to be here. You're here. You know, you have a year to get to this, to this level, but then we cut you off. So it's more money for up to six years. But it's a per, but it's really. So are you cut off indefinitely after that? I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it would be leveraged to enhance people to actually take care of themselves. One, what knowing, happens when one they knowing that it, oh, that's the thing. That, well, then, but then there we, again, then that, we have another program for that kind of thing. No, I, no I'm going to say no. <laughs> no but that's where it that's is kind of becomes soiling green and we the, eat you. It is kind of one of those things though, where this, if like if the consequence, if the potential consequence is severe enough far fewer people will actually get to that point right i think you know like that's why we don't all run around killing the people we want to kill because like the consequence is really fucking severe if you actually do it so i mean in life we all have cut off don't (laughs) we all have life cut off consequences right i mean yeah enough is enough enough i'm fucking done right you know but then but literally we have to watch a person say okay we're you're done and it's like well now i don't okay now i'm getting kicked out of my house okay now i don't have any food well after now, six I, years you should I probably get, get your shit together i mean in, in all in all honesty well, and yes it. there would it would be case by case and there's stipulations through in that and no i haven't sat and thought about all i the, bet if we sat and thought about it we could come up with another program that came up afterwards nuances. and central plan that shit and but at some point money from people no. at some point there needs to be self-accountability yeah. and not total dependence on on the government i agree for for able-bodied people yes that's yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm i look about. at it as as a kind of libertarian-ish person but as an anarchist <laughs> regardless of whatever system you're involved in you, your society should be judged on how i don't want to say the least amongst us but the the least privileged the least uh, well-off financially or whatever it is how they are treated is how i can't remember if it's marcus aurelius or whoever it was that that said that that's like we should uh, most libertarians are, are really good about uh, charity like I, I consider charities to be localized versions of, of what government's trying to do and they usually do a better job they usually spend less money and get more money to where it's going and whatnot so I don't know but uh, let's go back to the reasonless party like what's the platform what's the 
Like, well, how would you feel about foreign policy? What should, if we were the United States reasonableist party, would we go <laughs> off to war or would we? Only if it was reasonable. <laughs> That's the whole point. So it would be, def- exactly. it would be a defensive war kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We, would, we would not attack other people. But uh, would it be, would there be cases where it would be a defensive war in defense of someone else? Yeah. Is right. it reasonable for us to be the big brother all the time or not? Right. You know, that's Well, is it, a re- is it reasonable for us to say, okay, we're not the big brother anymore and allow a power vacuum to just, whoever wants it, you know, who knows? Because that's where we're in the, like, the world. As, as the United States polices the world or whatever. If we remove ourselves from policing the world and our 900 military bases around the world, who fills that power vacuum? We know China will. Because they're already kind of doing that yeah, anyway. Yeah, they're already. But I wonder. Because I've I've always thought that in my life. I've, I'm not a. I'm not against war 100, percent but I'm pretty much like it seems like a waste to send 18 year olds to go kill I other mean, 18 year olds for. I'd like to believe that. that there's reasons for it because so many wars have happened. But the reality is, is I mean, at at what point are you so far apart where you can't have a conversation? Then you're yelling, and the next thing you're launching objects and killing right. each other. How, how do we get there? Right. You know? It makes more sense point, in the past. At, at this point in human society, like at one point there, uh, there was some utility to war um, amongst humanity. I think like, not that it was ever like, Ooh, fuck yeah. War. That's the right. best, you know, but, but it's figuring like, out the lines you know, in the it's, sand. yeah, it's like, we're, we were still establishing. We were in phase early phases, you know, phase one, phase two, Maybe even phase three, let's call it, right? But I feel like now we're on into a lot of the parts of the world are into phase four, phase five, creeping up into phase six. And war at this point is really only serving the purpose of actual lives being spent in in pissing matches between the oligarchy of the world yeah. you know what i mean like we're still it, playing their stupid ass games but well, most of us were in chat rooms with each other with people around the world like oh, i don't really hope i hope you don't get bombed i don't think no no one should bomb you you're my buddy i don't know yeah the well, that's, that's what i'm saying like it's it's all it's all games that are being played by the the minority mm-hmm. that have a lot of power and they're just spending lives in the bargain and that's what war is at this point you know yeah. and and i don't i think that a lot of that's probably going to go away in the next couple of decades. You know, like I think that warfare is not going to be shooting guns and bombs at each other. No. Like we're already moving away from that. For sure, it seems know? like a lot of cyber war stuff and and drones and robots and shit. Well, and psychological yeah. warfare. Like it's yeah. just you know, if you can if you can wage war without shooting a bullet and win over all the minds of your enemy or enough of them that they collapse, then easy peasy propaganda wars yeah we're in that probably yeah we're perhaps. in the middle of we that are. right now I, would say. I think they call that fourth and fifth generational warfare so so i yeah, mean yeah. to that token to get back to the the reasonableistist party <laughs> <laughs> i think that uh i think that essentially it was a kind of a tongue-in-cheek answer but i agree with you jeff where it's like if it's reasonable for us to like so let's consider like if would it be reasonable for us to just go oh we're pulling out of everything we're not gonna you know we're not we're not doing the police the world thing anymore i don't think i think that would be irrational and therefore not yeah. reasonable to do that but although think, we could just I march going i think going and doubling down on it and having our hands in everybody's cookie jar is not reasonable either right you know yeah. so looking for long-term options to perhaps pull out of those in a structured way you know not all of them but like the ones that really don't make sense just start you know replacing that with other systems and go okay we're out of that now and actually get the fuck out of it (laughs) well we could certainly probably be out of japan and south korea and uh, germany since they don't seem to be although we should keep our eye on germany i mean it's it's all a matter of time 
Where they're like, you know, it's time to do World War Threes. Uh, we've been waiting for many decades. Uh, we'll have to come back to the Reasonless Party, and we'll just kind of make that a running thing because we're trying to figure out what would a what, party isn't built in one podcast. That's right. Though. That's right. <laughs> and we've fleshed it out over the years, but we haven't talked about it for a while. Uh, I'd like to hear what would be the right political. What is there such thing as a right? political so party for cutting off hands country. for stealing are we for that is that, that seems reasonable to me <laughs> oh there be, there comes that subjectivism again god dang it all right but uh think about it what kind of what kind of the reasonless party what does that mean depends <laughs> we really don't we're gonna know. be, just we're like gonna be the know. best most rational most underfunded party that you've ever seen all there will not be many of us <laughs> We are for things that most people do not like. All right, let's talk about sociopaths, shall we? This is your thing. You brought socialists. You've been studying empathy and sympathy over the last while now. Yeah, it fascinates me. Yeah. It's a facet of human behavior that I find really intriguing. But Same season. Sociopaths. So you guys both know, but I came across one in real life that kind of held me hostage for a number of years. Yeah. Also was the one who was in the bed with me when I pooped, by the way. What? Oh, no I don't shit. feel bad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I would have done that on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> that's some karma in it. Pre-karma Vindication. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't on her chest. <laughs> <laughs> this was early before I figured it all out. <laughs> you should You should just attribute to that. You should just find out where she lives and mail her a box yeah, of your own shit go. every once in a while. You, you, I forgot to give you this. Yeah, there you go. You should also do that to all the politicians you don't like. Just saying. Call to action. Yeah, Male poop to people protest. you don't like. Yeah, absolutely. Peaceful poo test. <laughs> I'm not a sociopath at all. <laughs> Love the grand poo Yes. <laughs> I'm going to start solving all of my big problems in life by shitting. Shitting in boxes and mailing them. <laughs> Let me shit on it for a minute. <laughs> I want to shit on it. like the Unabomber, but only with poop. <laughs> <laughs> you could get sophisticated with it, though, and have it like pop open and be like, yeah. Like on a, on a jack-in-the-box. Yeah. <laughs> la, la, la. And little things pop out. <laughs> Fuck. So yeah, sociopaths. So sociopaths. Why not? Do you, wanna, feel like, do you feel comfortable feel telling like, that story about that? Well, I mean, we don't have to. It would be a long-ass story. True. But yeah. we can, we can, I can give some really British Digest stuff about it. But the my point in bringing it up is that after going through that and analyzing it and talking to a bunch of people about it in the wake of it, I've realized that there's a lot more people that are actually sociopaths in the world than I thought there were. Like mm. I thought it was kind of a niche thing in mm. my younger years. And then uh, I feel like there's more people than not that have run across it. Like you could, I'm sure that if you guys want to send us some some emails, if you've run across any actual sociopaths, and I'm not talking about like, oh, my my ex, you know, keyed my car and like never apologized to me, so she's no. a psychopath. No, no. <laughs> what did you well, do? Would be my first question. And I think right. a lot of people get sociopathic behavior no. and narcissistic behavior confused, and psycho, and, and, and kind of tie them all together, and, psychotic, and yeah. really it just ends up that's the key phrase that one of those two words is a key phrase they just use for somebody that they don't like they don't like anymore yeah Yeah. or they broke up with them or something it is one of those words like like hate and and you know that gets gets used improperly it's like it's supposed to be a a bit much more serious thing than the way that you make it out to be exactly (laughs) you know but uh but it's interesting because there's a lot of flavors of sociopathy and and i think a lot of people have sociopathic tendencies to some degree like my myself included i certainly do of course i definitely do um fuck all of you 
But there's <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> uh, one at a time. One at a time. So the the one that I had the the biggest run in with was a um, actually, and Zach, you're the one that actually sent me down the road to read about this and figure out what what her deal was. But she is a, a textbook narcissistic sociopath. Mm. And not in like a, ooh, I think I'm great, so I'm a narcissist. Mm. Like, she used me for what's called narcissistic supply. Yeah, like a vampire. Yeah, like I was, she, she thought, she saw, oh, you're an empathetic person. Mm. And I can tell based on our interactions and conversations. I and can manipulate you because you care about I can just keep you things. in my pocket and gaslight you to death to so that you can keep feeding me with what I need, which is attention on me. And the, the whole show is about me to the point where it's like, I mean, we're talking cutting me off from all of my friends for the most part inserting herself into all of my artistic projects taking over trying to pay my bills convincing me to quit my job so that i'm completely dependent upon her and her money Mm -hmm. lying about a terminal illness that Mm -hmm. didn't even exist you know cornering me into into sleeping with her when i didn't want to even be in a relationship with her in the first place and then faking a pregnancy And then subsequently faking a whole abortion process that tore me the fuck apart, right. you know, and then come to find out it was all just a fucking farce. Like that's a sociopath. That's a narcissistic like, sociopath. That's, that's, and it was all because it was all because she had a need to be the center of, of someone's or, or multiple someone's universe. Like I had to be a, this whole pageant and it was the weirdest thing, man, because you'd, you'd call her out on it on a piece of it and be like, you know, Hey, I know unequivocally that what you're telling me right now is not true. And she would, she was an expert at guiding the conversation into a corner that you couldn't immediately refute. So you had to retreat and go get more information. Mm-hmm. And then you come back later. And in that time, she's already come up with a whole new web of bullshit mm-hmm. that you had to wade through. It was, she knows how to get man. her food. She knows yeah. how to get her supply. It was wild, man. Yeah. So it, I was, just, it was wild. Cause... Yeah. Well, I know. Cause both you guys, you especially Jeff were kind of involved in, in it near the end. I've only know, talked to her a few times, but I, yeah, I was just there for the Jeff story. Was, Jeff was, Jeff was actually a big, a big, uh, uh, reason that I was able to get out of it because that's why I ended up living with him was yeah. because uh, I <laughs> it was when you were over at my house and you were asking her a bunch of questions that I had like asked her and she was getting all uncomfortable and I was like it was cool to watch it from the outside because I'm like oh maybe I'm not fucking crazy <laughs> like he's 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 smelling the same bullshit that I'm smelling you know and so then we ended up talking a bunch behind the scenes and yeah. on that particular subject I knew what I was talking about and mm-hmm. I knew quickly that she didn't yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For Monique sure. uncovered some shit too, I believe. Yeah, like she did. In, yeah. in the midst of all that, because uh, stuff that I wouldn't have caught, but Monique's smart like that. She's like, you would have. I think it was like the pick the cancer thing. Yeah, that yeah, she yeah. Said. yeah. And there would be. Oh, she was wild too. Like she was faking like radiation burns from getting radiation, God, and like you know, know like she had she, that taped on her chest yeah, for a long time. Yeah. yeah, she faked breaking her arm one time right before one of my gigs so that she could. You remember that yeah. shit? <laughs> Info. It's well, I actually just because you asked her to get some at the store. Or something yeah, like and yeah. she was like, oh, I. I Instead of saying, no, fuck you, I don't want to, I will just reasonably pretend to break my arm, actually go to a pharmacy and get an, a fucking wrap bandage. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, you could have just gone to the store. <laughs> 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 would have taken a lot less effort, but you wouldn't have gotten the attention you wanted. She wanted the attention. Yeah. Yeah, info at scatcast.com or just a ride pod at gmail.com. We prefer that, that last so one. Socio- yeah, let us know about stories. your sociopaths. Jeez. What about Unless you guys? You got any... You you crazy sociopaths that stick out in your history that you've run across i do yeah. i've got a few you have a few um 
Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I got a lot of ex-wives. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, we were just talking about that. You can't just. I, I don't you, think they all fall under sociopath, at least necessarily. <laughs> but I know I, mean, one I, of I them. think I can look at anybody, including myself, and and pick out sociopathic or narcissistic behaviors because we all have them. Uh, some people just have much greater than the other, and some people don't mm-hmm. have any empathy whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, and they're not even good at feigning it. So true. How about why don't we define it real quick? sociopath an adult who has a personality disorder marked by antisocial behavior i need my glasses also a person with an antisocial personality disorder exhibiting antisocial behavior that usually is the result of social and environmental factors in the person's early life or number three someone with a sociopathic personality a person with an antisocial personality disorder so all three of those are the same Hmm. none of them speak of empathy but in my mind it's always been a person that has the... It, That's it, more psychopathic, is no well, empathy. Psycho, really. well, the way I look at it, and this is probably completely wrong, but empathy or socio, a sociopath is someone that has empathy, that has no empathy, but has some kind of, like, I don't want to be uncomfortable, I don't want to... They're better actors. A psychopath is somebody that's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll, I'll fucking kill you, and I don't, I don't give a fuck like a sociopath, but I also don't have the things that stop me from wanting to hurt you kind of thing, or have less of it. Like narcissism is this weird flavor in between there where it kind of touches on all those things. But, Which, I mean, you know, this is total gumshoe dipshit guy, so we can have a PhD tell us that we're wrong. <laughs> Look at most of, I mean, most of social media. I mean, that Facebook is literally one of the most narcissistic things yeah. you can do. You have yeah. a page all about yourself, yet people talk about how narcissistic everybody is. Like, that, that's on your fucking page. <laughs> you recognize that, right? Yeah. Right. I've had to point that out a few times. Well, I didn't have to do shit. I felt compelled to. It probably wasn't even the right thing, but it felt good at the time, and, and maybe, maybe I was wrong. But yeah. maybe it was narcissistic of me to do. But <laughs> we're all narcissistic. Yeah. You just said well, that. If you I use Facebook, this, you're a cunt. All this shit works by degrees too. You know, like you can be mildly narcissistic, or you mm-hmm. can be a full blown narcissistic well, sociopath. You know, yeah. like and there's it, there's levels of everything. Narcissistic yeah. at, at its basic root is attention for self, right? I mean, really, that's what it is: it's attention on yourself. And everybody likes to have some attention on themselves sometimes, particularly if it's positive. Yeah, I, I think society is changing now, where that attention is now through. Uh, victimhood you know and, yeah. and unfortunately uh there's a the people are building platforms off that and, and there's a currency to it and, and it's pretty gross i think there's this is We're just talk a, about this that. is just a theory of mine and i'm also um, i'm just a self-educated what the hell do i know dude but i feel like a lot of these flavors of mental illness do stem from you know, drugs, <laughs> poorly shadow boxing. No, <laughs> Not poorly, boxing. poorly developed uh, defense mechanisms, you know, or like, like something, something happened or, or, or your, your brain wasn't adequately equipped to deal with some facet of, of life. And so rather than being able to develop a healthy coping mechanism for that, you, your brain just decided to wire its way in response or wire itself in response to that in a way that is like, you know, okay, well, if we don't care about it, we don't have to feel it. Mm-hmm. So we'll just sh- shut that off. And mm-hmm. then that's how we do, how we keep ourselves safe, you know, or, or narcissism. You'd be like, well, I'm so afraid that people won't approve of me that I will just craft my entire existence to where everyone must approve of me because I'm the best. And so that's the way that I'm wired because that's better than, than having to worry about people not approving of me at some point. Like you're so terrified of that that your brain wires itself in a way that that just 
becomes not a possibility mm -hmm. for you. I yeah. wonder, you well, guys know what I think, it's oftentimes nature, because uh, children can be sociopathic too. It says adult in the in the thing, but you can tell a little narcissistic sociopathic child too. Although most children are narcissistic on some level because they're that's what they're doing, they're little scientific me, me, me things. Mm -hmm. I mean, we but, all are by nature. Yeah, right? absolutely, I mean, absolutely. Until we're taught otherwise, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even not not to not be narcissistic, really. It, yeah, it, it's a it's a. There's no way to stop. You, you're going to be narcissistic, but you can hide it better because society expects you to. Yeah. But the reality is, we are all bundles of self interest. Right. Like, that's that's being honest. Absolutely. And but what, we're not willing to yeah, sacrifice. I'm the best. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same. Real quick, kind of what you were explaining. Yes. Really, you're talking about like borderline personality disorder, not mm -hmm. being equipped to deal with social. Uh, the stigmas of the world people can be raised to not have the appropriate responses and a lot of times that gets uh, uh, mistaken for bipolar disorder actually hmm, hmm. <laughs> fascinating well, do I, I, tell more Jeeves <laughs> I've got I've got a couple I found this when I was looking for uh, the definition of sociopath I thought of this too 12 signs of a narcissist this is some kind of medical thing whatever but uh a grandiose sense of self. Check. Yeah. <laughs> Excessive need for admiration. Check. Superficial and exploitative relationships. Ooh, check. <laughs> need for control. Perfectionist becomes upset when things don't go their way. Lack check. of empathy. There's my little empathy in check. your empathy. Uh, identity disturbance, which means sense of self is highly superficial, extremely rigid, often fragile, and easily threatened. Ooh, check, pause there. My, that reminds me, one, one of the things with my little sociopath, she went through this phase where she had been watching Quinn, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. You guys know this <laughs> Yeah, show? absolutely. This. Yeah. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Jane Seymour. And then she was sending me serious, like dead serious text messages as though she were a character in the show like she, like she's like talking to me as though i'm supposed to be knowing about her interactions with these characters from the show and i've seen the show i know what like i'm like i even i respond i'm like why are you talking like you're in dr quinn medicine woman and she's like i couldn't expect you to care about the children and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> oh, i've got to get the fuck out of here now i, think I've got I don't have far. a lock on my bedroom door <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number eight. Uh, this is number seven. Difficulty with attachment and dependency. Check. Uh, Should I have that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom. Uh, uh, number nine is vulnerability to life transitions. So difficulty maintaining reality-based personal and professional goals over time. Feeling overwhelmed by compromises required by school, jobs, and relationships. Or may have uh, failure to launch syndrome when young. Okay. And then number 10, lack of responsibility blames others for their fault number 11 lack of boundaries believes others think the same as they do feel shocked and insulted when they're told no and i have last, that too <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare tell me no uh that's how i've d ever done anything in my life is like oh i don't respect no <laughs> except for with women uh, consensual obviously six no's and yes <laughs> means yes <laughs> you gotta slap a woman every once in a while jesus down. wisdom from sean connery <laughs> our old heroes were beaten ladies okay and the last one is fear of rejection which was what we kind of talked about afraid of being wrong or seen as a bad person or inadequate does not develop trust in the love of others Ooh. Does not oh there you go so everybody it. at any given time can probably fill up six of those within the oh. moment of their life so is exactly. there like a is there like a score on that list like if you fill this you know at least this number of on this list you might be a redneck or a sociopath <laughs> <laughs> just say let's see 
How is narcissistic, narcissistic personality disorder diagnosed? No specific laboratory, laboratory tests are needed to diagnose NPD. The diagnosis of NPD is made by a mental health professional, such as a psychiatrist, with the help of various guidelines available under the, uh, let's see, the Agus of the American. I'm too stupid to read. I can't see with my eyes. Uh, the psychiatrist takes the personal family history into account. And da, 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 da. no, so they blame it on it's, your mother. And it's, yeah, it's random. I just, and I, Drug I'm going to preface this by saying sorry to any any well-meaning and talented psychiatrist out there, but like psychologist, okay, psychiatrist, mm, highly suspect to me from from the get-go. You know, it's just Fair. like, eh, I don't know, I don't know about like the human brain is a really complicated thing that we haven't really figured out yet. Yeah, well, at like, least they're yeah. trying. And they're standing on the shoulders of giants. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. know. I, just, I know. I, when, when you hear clinical psychi- like psychiatrists come out and say... Clinical psychologists? Oh, you're talking... Psychiatrists. You're, you're, I know. That's what saying, I'm saying. Like, psychology, I'm like, okay, I respect that. Because that's like a whole... That is the field of studying, you know, the way that the human brain thinks. Mm-hmm. But, like, psychiatry is just like... Typically, you know, tell me, tell me what you're feeling, and I'll guess what it is, and, Where did and I'll he, probably yeah. get paid to give you prescriptions for it. Uh, not always, and that's not always. always well, you're but, right, though. You know, that's, that's always who touched you that's where, and you know all that weird shit. Yeah. Do you have? Do you oh. have? Have you ever thought about what it would be like to not be alive? You need antidepressants. Right. Cha-ching. There, there <laughs> does seem like there's a lot of over medication. I actually dated a girl who went to, uh, who worked for a doctor's office like that for years. And she she was the one that told me she's like we've never had a single patient come through there that wasn't diagnosed with something and given a prescription for something not so one they're incentivized to prescribe <laughs> yeah but that's anecdotal but a pretty good sample size well and, I mean uh, that happened in the nineties uh, that's why shading your generation of people they had a four hundred percent increase in bipolar disorder uh, diagnosis mm-hmm. and what was happening was parents were bringing their children their young you know, 10 to 12 year old children at the doctor's office and there's these pamphlets laying out in the waiting room and they're filling out all these this questionnaire all these pamphlets for a particular uh drug for bipolar and then they take it into their doctor and their doctor the probably you know their primary physician who's just a general practitioner really knows nothing about the brain is like uh-huh. oh you checked all this and oh look at that and parents always over diagnose everything anyway well your kid's bipolar here's some medication and a 400 percent increase I'm keenly aware. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up with uh, a mother who was misdiagnosed six ways to Sunday, and she was also kind of a hypochondriac. But she also had some legitimate things that were wrong with her, and she We've wouldn't. Met. She yeah. wouldn't trust. <laughs> she, wouldn't, she wouldn't trust any any doctor for very long. So she would just kick him to the curb and go see another one. But she wouldn't kick all the shit that they prescribed her. And so then the next guy would be like, oh, no, you need this. And, oh, you're having side effects from that shit you're already on. We can't take you off of it right now. So we'll just prescribe stuff to deal with the side effects of that. And you're also crazy. So here's some antipsychotics. And she's just like, okay. And then to the point where she was taking so many pills, she couldn't hold them all in one hand in, in, a, in a day. Wow. You know, and I, and I was just like, and I, I can't fault her entirely for it because she got screwed by the system for sure. But. You know, I don't know. It's share the blame, I guess. But yeah. well, putting putting faith in doctors, uh, what our society does is somebody with a doctor tag. What they too, say right? you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, well, they're the professional. They well, know I want to trust science know. as much as I can. But human beings are, we're, we're not science. We're just people trying we're, to do our the best. Problem with what in we all think. of our best systems. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are. We've, we're coming up with the solutions, but they're not solutions. They're trade offs. It's yeah. always trade offs. Goddamn it. <laughs> 
That's crazy. All right, we have one last thing before we get to the our little quick things, the things I learned, fuck this, and advice we give to ourselves. But the last thing is books that changed our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to eventually do like a, a reading list kind of thing of books that have been important to me, but I have a few that I, I could talk about. But what, do you, what about you guys? Hell yeah. Playboy. Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's on the list. There were some great articles is why I wanted to put that one up. <laughs> Not gonna, you're not wrong. <laughs> there was, there was one of my favorite writers of all time used to edit Playboy, Robert Anton Wilson. Hell so yeah. I mean, it can't be too bad. Well, I've got, I got, I just kind of snagged three out of thin air. I've, I have a lot that I could write. A reading list would this, be a good you know, one. Yeah, for, but I guess I, I tried to pick three that were sort of in different directions. But one of the books that was super formative for me was, uh, it's called The World Beyond Your Head by Matthew Crawford hmm. and it is literally really expository book about you know the the way that the world is perceived by your mind and the way that shit functions in your mind and kind of some of the why of things tend to function that way from a psychological standpoint and then it goes into effective ways to marry that with everything else that's going on outside of your head without turning into a basket case you know <laughs> I love it Really, so really real, well, real really well shallow written. book. It's, it's kind of yeah, like it's sort of it's sort of verbose sometimes. Like you kind of it's got a lot of big words in it. Mm, fair <laughs> enough. But uh, if you can really sit down and give it your attention, it's a fucking great book. I've read it. It's a, one of those where you got to read times. a few times. Yeah, and, then you, you get... I, and I don't often read books more than once. Like they have to be like same. pretty pretty meaty for me to want to go back and chew on them again. But I only have one. Yeah, I have the same kind of thing with one of my books on my list. Yeah, you got a couple more though. So that's one. Um, a, a one that was totally in a different direction that I actually just had recommended to me a few years ago, or shit, two maybe two years ago, if that. It's called The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. And uh, it's, I tend to steer clear of like self help, here's financial advice type of books, you know, because I'm like, fuck off. Right. Like, you're just trying to make money off of me, <laughs> not got making a, money. <laughs> you've got a great grift going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but this one was recommended to me by a guy uh, that I worked with at Thrifty who I really respected. And, and he said, you should check this out, you know, and I was like, Okay, well, if you since you said so, I'll give it a shot. Not a very long book, but uh, completely changed the way that I think about finances and how to save money and effectively use money. And I mean, you guys know me personally. I'm in a way better place financially over mm-hmm. the last couple of years than I've ever been in my life, and it's thanks in part to shit that this book put in my head. Fair know? enough. So well, you've been real disciplined with yourself too. So, so yeah, and it's not like a magic like here's how you fucking get rich, but it's like if you want to effectively use your money and make it work for you here's some shit to think about you know shit. And send me your copy I'm not buying it but I'll, yeah. let me buy it <laughs> sure you bet you betcha <laughs> wouldn't be economically sound for me to buy the book about <laughs> oh, money I don't want to do that <laughs> that's a waste of money not worth <laughs> investing in that myself <laughs> well, my last one's actually a series and it's not like it's a it's a fiction series and it's actually like a young adults fiction series Yeah. and it's not that the story is the best I actually thought the story fell short but the premise in it was so fucking fascinating to me that it's just stuck in my head since I read it it was recommended to me by uh, my good friend Casey but um, it's called the Scythe uh, series and it's basically set in like a somewhat utopian version of the future where 
AI and the cloud kind of married to become the Thunderhead, which is like the it's like this is the benevolent AI that takes care of the world. That makes I makes like it that. so there's no need for government. There's there's no need for all the systems. It just takes care of everything and it has it to where and and it also circumvented death like because it's like oh it has the supercomputing capability to figure out how to fix everything so people don't have to die anymore nice. right which is wild but then it was it, there was a system also put in place at the same time that was like well but people still have to die sometimes so there's an organization that exists completely separate out of the thunderheads jurisdiction and they're called scythes and there are these immortal people that go and they're like hello I'm here to tell you that you die today, and and they're the people that decide who dies. And so for they're what like reason, the, the you know, Grim Reaper, but essentially, cool, yeah. yeah. Oh. But it's like it was a really interesting uh, take on all of the this whole because usually if it's like an AI that takes over, it's like kill all the humans, they're the problem. But this mm-hmm. was like no, we achieved harmony with AI, but here's the problems that continued to exist even in our utopian world that's that turned out twist. not to be very utopian you know it's a great like, twist it was a great thought exercise i thought it was have they ever cool. done any manga on it or a cartoon or anything mm-hmm. or nothing no. shit hollywood's got to be looking no. to fuck that and they could have and point. neil schusterman if you ever listen to my shitty podcast that you'll never ever listen to because <laughs> right. you have a successful book series <laughs> you could have done more with the story man oh. like it, i know it was for young young adults but you could have harry pottered that shit and spun it all the way up to adults and made it cool there's a lot more you could have done, man. Now, <laughs> but now authors are going to be like, well, I'll, I'll snag that since he yeah. didn't. Now it, now it lives <laughs> in my imagination forever, though. So. Fucking A. I love books that'll do that. Yeah. Especially a fiction book where it's like somebody else's imagination is now a part of your imagination. I've learned a lot of valuable shit from other people's fiction imaginings, man. Same. I don't think I have one on my list. But Jeff, you want you got, to? You got some books you want to yeah, share? Yeah, I do. You know, Well, you know, I'm not the fiction guy. I'm, I'm more right. of the self-help kind of guy or, or real story kind of guy. Um, and recent books that I've read that I really liked, uh, where it was unfuck yourself. Everything has a curse word in it. That's pretty much why I liked the book. I was gonna track <laughs> That's it. what you bought it for. It was like, yeah. well, it's like, ha, that one says so fuck un- on. Unfuck yourself is actually funny because I actually listened to it audio first and the guy speaks in a Scottish accent. So I couldn't read the book without hearing his voice. Oh, right. So that kind of fucked it up for well, me. No, I didn't like that actually. It bothered me. Uh, and then, uh, another book that's called everything is fucked. And that's actually, it sounds super negative, but it's not a super positive book. Nice. Uh, and, and again, it's about being accountable and, you know, creating, understanding that you have to have stress in life. Stress is what makes you better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not the good things in life where you, it's not the good, when you're going through good things that you're actually learning anything or actually improving. It's generally when things are stressful and, yeah. and you, you, know, you feel like you're going against the current. I always that's, look at it like a, like a sword. Like the sword is going to be beautiful. It's going to be what it's going to be, but it all, it has to go through heat and pounding and sure. shit and that. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know why I said that. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's be a sword falls a lot in my philosophy of life, but, uh, I'd say the biggest one that had the most impact on me recently, and it wasn't, it was profound. I was doing, first off, the name of the book uh, is called No More Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this. And uh, I had been really working on myself hard for two years, um, you know, physically, mentally, um, and uh, trying to get my life in a different position. Made some huge changes. Yeah. Uh, all, all at, at one once. Time. Yeah, all <laughs> yeah. at one time, which was, I mean, everything I was doing is prepared to, to, I'm ready to change my life. That's what I worked on. But then that's when I got into this book and it really 
answered a lot of questions as to why I handled mostly like personal relationships in my life. Some answers as to why I may have handled them and some of the thoughts that I had and, you know, being the super nice guy and allowing people to kind of walk on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and in perfect for a narcissist to suck off. Of yeah. You. And some of the things that I was doing Can to vouch. it, just <laughs> <laughs> taking Truth that time to become selfish and work on myself was the best thing that I could have possibly done because it helped me uh, develop boundaries. And that's what this really was mm. about. It was about, it was about developing boundaries, but understanding why you don't have any to begin with and that it's okay. Re- reading through this book and thinking over my life. And then the things I've been working on over the last couple of years, it, it was kind of refreshing to know that I was, I was on the right track. I was already doing all these things and it was working. I was seeing that it was working. Now that doesn't mean that all my problems went away as I changed more problems came, right? I mean, more stresses came. They weren't, I was fixing things but it still adds more stress and more and more uh, obstacles that I have to get through to get to where I want to be. Um, but it's awesome to have a book that puts you into that. But mindset yeah, it really puts you into a really good mindset. One yeah. that I suggest for anybody, yeah. particularly somebody from a broken home. It, that's kind of where a lot of that starts. Um, and what most of America, I'd say, probably is. Yeah, we pretty so, broke. And, and it's it's scary. It's quick. scary to stop and take a look at yourself. And some of the things that book was saying is like I had to be really honest about myself. And that's some of that huge. Stuff. And it's like wow, that's you know like uh, something uh, discussed uh, hidden contracts with people hmm. um, in relationships. You know, I will do for you, and I and then mm-hmm. you know then you'll be able to be in a position to do for me, and that doesn't come around, or they're not behaving or 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 moving forward in the way that you expect. Um. And then, of course, that starts causing resentments and things like that. And it was something that I was doing in my life that uh, I, I didn't even recognize that I've been doing. So that's huge. It's like, it's like wow, okay, I, I can I can own that for sure. Yeah, and that's no more Mister. Nice happens guy. a lot, yeah. man. That's like it's one of the hardest things to learn as somebody who's honestly interested in people and potential is how to invest without expectation of return. It's a big you deal. Know, like where you're like, oh, I, I I did this for you, so I'm expecting you to do this with it or do this for me down right. the road or whatever. The, or, you know, it's just make me proud even, you know, and it's right. just like. Yeah, you shouldn't attach yourself to those yeah, kind of concepts. It's like if you're going to do it, just do it and hope for the best, but don't expect it, you know. Like, yeah. Now, the other thing that I find it, it took me a while to deal with in life, to learn how to deal with in life is when somebody does like you for who you are and wants to be kind to you just because you are and they, and they do it for no purpose other than they think you're kind and they, and they, and they, and they give a shit about you not a friend not having that <laughs> feeling that you have to outdo them or pay them back hmm. uh, it's it's just a genuine friendship yeah. and you know that's something when you can recognize that you have that that's special it takes it, it's special but it also takes a little bit of, of learning how to how to deal with that as well yeah so Fair enough. And then that gets way too much into my background for right now. So we'll do season two. Yeah. All about that. <laughs> season two is when we're getting into the shit. We get way deep into our. We'll, we'll have talked well, about all the surface Patreon things. Stuff. Yeah, there you go. We'll have a platform for the reasonableist party by then. <laughs> and a bird of some kind. Every every platform needs a bird. Some grandma in Wisconsin will have sent us $18 to help us with our campaign. <laughs> Thank you, grandma, for the $18. <laughs> Uh, I, I have a lot of books on my list, uh, but I will just give you guys four. Uh, one, actually, one of our listeners for Scatcast listened to The Secret Suck, where I brought this book up, and it made me think about it. Uh, it's called The Righteous Brain by Jonathan Haidt, and it's about good people 
why do good people do bad things kind of thing or why do they have different belief systems and hate each other but it's a very good uh, way of looking at moral priorities and how we have different moral priorities I talk about that all the time where I, I respect people that think differently than me because I know that they're not evil and they're bad and even though they sound ridiculous their moral priorities are different than mine and if I know that and I know what their priorities are and this book kind of goes into that it's very useful it makes me feel like uh, adults in the room when this book when I was reading this it's like this is what adults should do this is kind of what I thought <laughs> uh, another one is called uh, The Believing Brain by Michael Shermer and that book fucking You're just reading all these brain books <laughs> well, this one zombie this one helped me get through the what was it, the believing brain believing brain believing brain it talks about all sorts of interesting things the patternicity of how we look at the world uh kind of the chemical thing where we we back in the day just for real quick you know when when there was a tiger that could have eaten us at camp or whatever we were on a high alert and so the chemicals are up and if it was the wind oh phew it was the wind but if it was, if you thought it was just the wind, like, ah, it's not a tiger, don't worry about it, it's just the wind, and it was a tiger, your genes didn't go forward into the future. So a lot of us were looking at, like, it's a boogeyman, it was just in Mark case. It was actually Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> still here, baby. He's, still, he's been there the whole time. He is the one constant. But it's the, it's the premise that we bring chemicals that we use as cavemen, and, and we kind of use those things to build superstitions and to believe in those superstitions. It's a really interesting look at the mind and credulity. Uh, the most crazy book I've ever read in my life is The Gulag Archipelago oh, by yeah. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one I don't recommend for anyone to read unless they really, really like politics and want to figure out why socialism and communism and all collectivism can go way out of hand. But that's about the so Russian... So everybody should read it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was, it takes a lot. It's, it's not a short book. It's not an easy book to digest. I, I had to combine listening to it and reading it just to fucking it was I was depressed after reading it to be honest so I don't recommend it but if you do read that this is the book the last one is absolutely the book to read and it's the one when you said you read it a few times because it was worth it this is this that is one this is your rinse and repeater yeah it's, his name's Robert Anton Wilson and he's the playboy editor <laughs> uh, but he wrote a book called Quantum Psychology and it is a fucking I had to read it many many times uh, just to understand the print, the concepts in there but it is a way to challenge your belief systems and make yourself better just by literally practicing certain tool type things, certain ways of looking at things. Very interesting writer. I mean, he's, he's knowledgeable in a thousand different things. Uh, he's an anarchist. He's a very interesting character. So Robert Anton Wilson, Quantum Psychology. He has another one that's even more popular that I also like a lot called Prometheus Rising. Uh, that's also one that I had to read many times to understand what the fuck that he was talking about. about shadow boxing. Though. <laughs> you can tell from the title. Right. So will you give us a recap? What were, what were your books again? Um, my books were The World Beyond Your Head by Matthew Crawford, The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins, and the Scythe series by Neil Schusterman. Okay. And mine's The Believing Brain, Michael Shermer, The Righteous Brain, or Righteous Mind is what it's called, Jonathan Haidt. 
uh, Gulag Archipelago by Solzhenitsyn and Robert Anton Wilson's Quantum Psychology. It's like an asterisk by Gulag. Uh, yeah, don't read that. One. <laughs> and it take it took me like months to get through it. It is a long ass. That's a tough one. I on I have to admit I didn't finish it. I oh, I, I, oh. I tried tackling it years ago, right? And I got far enough to where I'm like I, I felt like I got what I was gonna get yeah. out of it. And I was like I can't continue. I can't take any more <laughs> bottles of asses. And, yeah. yeah, but it was a, it's a lot of stuff. Uh, but I, then what's funny is after I read Gulag Archipelago, I went and worked for Dan and we did the KGB suck. And you lived the Gulag that Archipelago. Fucking, well, basically Dan <laughs> taught me what a bottle up the ass felt like. Uh, and then he put ants in it, just like in Gulag Archipelago chapter 90. But fuck. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was a hell of a suck when I had to revisit that. And also that, that, you know, a lot of people, I didn't realize that there was controversy. People didn't believe. I mean, he's one of the greater writers of his you know, generation and he wrote a book that's true. And so he took some liberties, I guess some people were saying and stuff. And because I'm not Russian, I didn't know, but uh, it was fun to, to learn that there's quite a bit of pushback to it too. But as far as that book's concerned, that was like part of the world deciding, you know, we shouldn't do this one party government thing because <laughs> it turns out bad each time. And we just kind of forgot that because Gulag Archipelago is hard to read. <laughs> and you have, and what were your books again, Jeff? Uh, let's see. It was I know, no more, Mister Nice Guy. Yeah, no more, Mister Nice by Guy by Alice Cooper. No, <laughs> it's by Doctor Robert Glover, and uh, everything is fucked. Is uh, by actually, Fred Durst. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's the follow-up. That's the subtle art of not giving by a, Alice Cooper. Right? <laughs> the subtle art of not giving a fuck, which is written by Mark Manson. His follow-up book to that is Everything Is Fucked. Um, I just didn't think it was as good of a book. Uh, it, it's totally it. It was just a second book written. It wasn't really a follow up to the book. Okay, uh, so it just gets into. Well, if he listens to this, he's gonna be like, "Fuck you, Jeff. Different. Write your own book." Hey, I read it. Hey, no, I, I read it. I, I just it was different than the first one. I still liked it. Um, and then uh, unfuck yourself, and I can't remember who wrote that book. Okay, well, cool. So there's some books if you guys are interested in uh, delving into some things. Now we got a few things left. Things I learned, and this one we're gonna talk about AI art. And, and Shaden has changed all of our lives in like two <laughs> seconds by showing us this thing on Discord. Yes. Tell, so it, tell us about it. This thing, I just discovered this yesterday morning, and I consider myself the foremost expert on it as of today <laughs> because I have done nothing else with any of my free moments from yesterday <laughs> until today. No shit. <laughs> just making. And I regret nothing. <laughs> so I found this thing called Mid Journey Bot. And it's a group of, I think, 10. I'll pull up their website while I'm running my face here. But it's uh, 10 sort of um, engineer-type people with fantastic credentials. <laughs> Which means but, everything. But the culmination of it is they have this artificial intelligence bot that is still in beta that runs through a Discord server. And you can go in there and type slash imagine and then after that you can type whatever you want as long as it fits within the discord text limit that they impose upon you you can type whatever you want and then it will take those things that you typed and it will generate images from them like really crazy like you have to try it in order to understand it's how wild it is you can you can watch wild. it you can watch it thinking about it and working on it and like refining it based yeah. on what you typed and then it'll give you four options it'll go hey one, one of these four is this kind of what you were thinking and you can either go nope try again and it will 
Or you can go, hmm, yeah, number three looks kind of close. What, what do you got? What more of that do you got? And it'll go, okay, cool. I'll take that suggestion and run with it. And it'll just keep on Dude. refining based upon your suggestions until you end up with this, you know, one that you're happy with. And you can say, okay, upscale that to super crazy, awesome, detailed resolution. <laughs> and it just spits it out and goes, here you go. What else you got for me? <laughs> It's amazing. I think yeah. they, so they let you try it like 25, I think you 25 queries for free and then you got to subscribe to it to support their project. I got 24 that. left. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's like yeah, yours was cool. Yeah. <laughs> was that was it? cool. A uh, shark at a cowboy sheriff cowboy. riding a shark. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Well, your your strayed is fucking perfect. It turned out wild. Dude, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll throw some of them on our Discord. But you yeah. guys, you guys should go on to the Discord and and show me. Show us yes. what you create. Go, show go me find what you it. Got. Show me what you got. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I pulled up their website. It's um, they they said their little short little blurb is they said Mid Journey is an independent research lab exploring new mediums of thought and expanding the imaginative powers of the human species. We are a small self funded team focused on design, human infrastructure, and AI. We have 11 full-time staff and an incredible set of advisors. And they're like guides that were, or dudes that were like, lead silicon at Apple, AMD, Tesla, Intel, CEO of GitHub, you know. Losers. Like, yeah. People that have losers. never done anything with their lives and Sheesh. wish they were as cool as we are. Sheesh. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, go on there. I'm not sponsored by these fucks. I just found it yesterday, and I think it's amazing. It is amazing. And it's worth it's, it's cool worth at least going on and burning your 25 freebies just yeah. to see what I'm talking it's about. It's funny because it looks like a specific artist. It looks like it has its own. Uh, I know that you can type it's in artist style. name. You can. Shit, you can type in an, like an artist name as Bosch a prompt, and it'll try to mimic their style. That's nuts. And, and your suggestions. But it looks like it's naturally. I think it's Bosch. Hieronymus Hieronymus Bosch. Hieronymus Bosch. Yeah, yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, like he's the guy with the things stuck up animals, weird creatures' asses <laughs> and shit. It has that kind of vibe, but even more high high def. It's like Stranger Fing- Things mixed with Bosch. Yeah, it's uh. I mean, maybe mine kind of looks like he's banging the shark. It does. I'll take a look. He is reverse cowgirling it a little bit, and the shark sort of has two mouths going on. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah, it's got like two faces. You get, it's it, just, you, you it, get into some really, weird stuff too. But no, that's pretty tough looking. Just my cowboy doesn't have a face. He's not turned around. But yeah, and before any of you shitlords get any ideas, they will boot you if you try to do like extreme gore Corn. nudity or nudity. Yeah, st- yeah. Like, don't abuse our AI; yes. it's still a baby. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't taint it. Don't oh, make it got, a sociopath. It's got one, another shark in the background. It's I got a little baby that. shark. Oh. <laughs> so I, I wish I could put that on Discord now. But so one more time, how do they how do they get there and how do they do it? So go to just Google Mid Journey, all one word, Mid M I D Journey, mm-hmm. uh, bot. And you'll find it. It'll be the first thing that pops up, and it just you just go join the Discord, and it just takes you, you right type there. Slash what? Slash imagine. Imagine, and then, and then what, whatever you want. Yeah. And then you said separate the words between commas works better. I didn't. I do think that so. Online, yeah. But. I just the first time I tried it, I just plugged in a bunch of words like stream of consciousness. I was just like butts, dicks, penises. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it seems like it like. I'm sure that thing just like no more dick pics, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny because you can watch other people using it in real time as well. So like some of their prompts, it's like, oh, you're seeing how close you can push the envelope. They're like, they're like Sexy. curvy Amazonian warrior woman with Big. maybe clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> <Big>. <laughs> 
things. The big baby feeding things. <laughs> All right. So that's what we learned this week. And I guess some, I, I know some of you are going to go investigate this Please and you're going to be, results. yeah, we'd love to see it. You can throw it in the, uh, the discord. You can throw it at info at Scatcast or you can throw it, uh, just socials. a ride pod, just a ride pod at Gmail at Gmail. It's just a ride pod. Any of those places you can do those sure. things. All right. So fuck this. That's our next thing. And we've fuck decided, we've decided to say fuck this thing to social media. Even though we just showed you an awesome thing on Discord. <laughs> and I think Discord is the superior social media. You know media. what? I didn't even think of Discord as a social media no, until like I was place. I was literally thinking about it this morning. I was like, it kind of is, I guess. Like, it's, it's all part it's, of it. It's media and there's people. It's so social. social. Yeah, Damn fuck. I thought it was this paragon of I never fucking use social media. But it's not my space. <laughs> I'm on fuck. Discord all the time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, is, it is fuck social media, but at the same time, we've... It's such a part of our lives that, I mean, it's in our faces constantly. Yeah. Now, I will say that I'm not on a phone very much anymore, but most people have been. Yeah. Uh, are on a phone hours and hours a day or on some sort of screen. Um, I justify it by saying I'm reading the news. Is that reading is the that news? What it is? I feel like I feel like this is my my overarching feelings on social media is that it isn't inherently a bad thing but that we collectively as a species just weren't quite ready for it, mm. you know? And I'm, I don't know that we even are yet or, and, and I mean, I, in my heart, I want to hope that like one day we could as a group be ready for it, but I don't know, yeah. man. I mean, I, I just, want, I want to be I just don't know. Cause it's it. just like, I feel it's to me, it's like giving a toddler a knife and going, go play nice with your friends. Right. Well, like, here's the reality. And then being shocked when he stabs one of his friends for taking his toy. I know. <laughs> well, here's the reality. We, we get Good on time. Facebook to either give our opinion or share a tragedy. That's really what Facebook mostly yeah. is about. And or because we have a hard is, time forging connection outside of that, so we're just looking for yeah. some artificial means of feeling connected. Which is making it harder people. and harder. Yeah. yeah. And the reality is 50% of the people don't care about your problems. The other 50% are glad you have them. Yeah. I mean, when you recognize that, <laughs> you got three stop people. being a victim because nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Stop. If, if your life... If your levity of life is through your victimhood, you're living it wrong. Stop doing what you're doing and change what you're doing. Well, that is the weird thing about engaging with the internet. It's not that the internet's bad. It's just that we see all of the weird, what people are allowing to be public now. Or I think we used to, when my parents were growing up, my dad didn't know what his neighbors thought about politics and shit. You know, it just wasn't, they didn't come over. My grandpa didn't talk to, I never knew what my grandpa believed about shit. They just didn't talk about it. And not that that's good or bad, but now it's like, there's just so much stuff for people to say and it's in her face and I don't know. Well, uh, here's now, some... And now it's, it's incentivized. <laughs> the dumbest shit is what's the most popular, yeah. the most listened to, the most I don't know. I might be up my ass and, and also well, probably listen. Here's down. the thing about that, <laughs> about social media. Let's say that you do make a comment that maybe doesn't agree with somebody right. on Facebook. Now, I've been the guy to say some shitty thing, you know, basically pick an argument because yeah, yeah. you know, I was entertained and I agree it wasn't the right thing to do and I don't really do that shit anymore. Right. But if you're trying to have a nuanced conversation because somebody made a post and you don't agree with them, that's just it. They don't know what my political stance is or what my life belief stance is. I just happen to not agree with this one or have a different view maybe I want to talk about or try to understand you, but they think they know everything about me. Mm -hmm. 
because one thing that I don't agree, they, they, they think they've already got me figured out. Mm -hmm. They know, they know all about my life and what I believe and who I am. And it's just what sucks is that there's a lot of people that do kind of fall into that thing where it's like, I believe all the propaganda well, it's every it's bit of it team. from my team. Yeah. Well, that's who you're, I'm not arguing with reasonable people. If I'm arguing online, I'm arguing with the team members. It's one of yeah. the two teams. Like, it is fun. It's fun to listen to libertarians and anarchists and even communists, people that aren't represented by our government. It's fun to hear them argue with each other because they're like, fuck, I've got all these, you know, they're deeper ideas. When you have to argue with the teams, you're like, fuck, yeah, we all saw The View or we all saw Tucker Carlson. Yeah, we know exactly. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Thanks so, for regurgitating your sound bites yeah, at me. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> Two, two, two things about social media from my side of the table as first of all if you haven't figured this out yet the people that are the most actively involved in giving you like you know pity or affirmation on the shit that you post are the people that give the least amount of shit about you mm. most of the time they're just there for your drama you're their entertainment mm. that's you're, you're their source of entertainment so if you think somebody's you're got their your reality. shit if you think somebody's your ride or die or got your back because they're always the first person to comment on your shit they're just waiting for you to have some more drama so that they can be entertained fuck so there's a little bit of that's real that's a little cynical way to look at it, life but it, it, I think it's honest it, but it, I, no it hit I, me like a truck I was like yep that sounds about <laughs> change my mind <laughs> especially in my past but like, uh, I, I also I feel like it's now it's, nobody will comment on any of our stuff yeah I know like, I'm not, right. that's not why he I'm doing it that's not why we're here <laughs> we don't mean with the podcast we three out of five stars no comment <laughs> <laughs> we, we like fun talk and real talk but <laughs> but the yeah. other thing that bugs me a lot about social media is it's it's it in you're incentivized to give a curated look at your life you know so the uh, the most of what you see on there is not the real deal it's it's a dramatized either for the better or for the worse it's a dramatized version of reality mm -hmm. so if you don't see this person on a daily basis or even a weekly basis and then all you have to interact with them is the shit that they put out there and you're like oh they put it out in the in our public forum that we created to share together it must be the way that what's going on in their life but and why then you see why them in person and you talk you interact with them in person and you're like you're not even the fucking same person that i thought like right. cause they, i don't even recognize you versus what you put online right like, you know and it creates this false you know it, it creates this level of mistrust with everybody that you interact with for me anyway i don't i mean i, I assume it's the same for other people I but like so when i'm too, like yeah. i feel like you were just like kind of lying to me for a while on the internet but now that we're in person you're telling me the truth and i don't really like the truth <laughs> or i prefer the truth and i don't i'm weird i'm weirded out that you felt the need to lie to me and all yeah. of our mutual acquaintances it's just very bizarre it is weird. You know? It's all about bullshit. It's all like, about. They think you're not unless you never enter society. Filters. We're gonna see. We're I gonna know. know the filters thing know. is weird. Where it's like, that's not what you look like. Why do you do that? <laughs> I know. You're just setting yourself weird. up for absolute. That's a super weird thing. Like yeah. it's so. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> Snapchat started doing this thing where if somebody uses like a beauty filter to send yeah, you a snap, or it automatically when you, if you go to if I go okay I want to reply to that snap it automatically gives you the same filter first oh. and you have to like shut it off now if you don't want to use oh, it really? and so I was like I went to reply to this gal that sent me just like a, hey what look at what I'm doing today like blah 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 and. I didn't realize she had a filter on oh. and it applied it to me and I, I put the camera on my face and I was like, 
Oh. God damn, oh. I look great. I'm so <laughs> beautiful. I wasn't going to do my makeup today and yeah. I didn't need to. And I realized it was a filter on and I was like, oh. And I turned it off and I was like, ugh. <laughs> this is a drastic difference. <laughs> I'm just going to not reply. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you didn't get, didn't get to hook up with Shaden. That's nuts. It's wild though. Like, it's because uh, I agree with you. It's like, we're going to see you in real life eventually, I guess, unless we don't. But like, when we do, we're going to be like, hey, yeah, like, that's you not. You don't even, what happened? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole other level of, uh, of makeup on some level where it's yeah. like, makeup is meant to, to paint. And, and I wish guys could do it more. I'd wear the guy liner, all that stuff. But you can do it. I, I guess you can. Go for it. Uh, Jeff will beat me up. I'll no, I'm, I'm all for You were a guy liner too. Yeah, do I, it, I yeah. don't have anything against it. I'm all yeah. about the guy but liner. But it is. I mean, what they call it catfishing all that kind of stuff where it's like that's not who you are you're not that person you're using well, angles and filters and i guess it just depends because like the makeup thing's always been kind of a weird deal to me because i most girls that i find pretty because i'm into girls right, <laughs> right? It's okay most girls it. that i find pretty i find them just as pretty if not more so without makeup than i do with their makeup on and for me it's like oh you do that because it's something that you like so cool mm -hmm. but i don't need that right it's not it's not for me and if it is for me don't do it because i don't need it <laughs> yeah, i feel most guys aren't interested in that as much yeah that's, but i mean and that's not to say that like i haven't looked at somebody who spent a lot of time on their makeup and gone damn you know right like that's for sure mostly mostly because it's like geez you spent like a fuck you must have been like two hours doing that <laughs> like you just did art on your face yeah you know you but, photoshopped your face and you did yeah. great you it's did a great. it's a costume man i mean as we were in a band we were oh, yeah. makeup and costumes and it's like makeup to me is just a costume and i guess filters kind of fall into that same category but it's just like when it's when when you only present yourself that way and and you're never just yourself that's when it becomes weird to me and that's yeah. what i feel like social media kind of pushes you to be like if you're not keeping up the facade all the time then you're not keeping that's up the with thing. the kardashians and that's, you suck that's you know? the thing about it it's it's teaching us that being ourselves is stupid and that we're not good enough we're not you know handsome enough or pretty enough we're not thin enough we're not this enough it pushes you to compare yourself to other people too yeah you should compare yourself to the person that you were last year yes. that's it and then or yesterday or yesterday or yeah 20 minutes ago and it is before you shadow boxed mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i'm a much more relaxed person now thank you we've got our uh, we've got our bit of advice that we give ourselves and i think that's the end of our stories for today mm. uh, and this is about uh, non-action and adversity yeah and that's on you buddy okay <laughs> so yeah this is just something I've been working on myself on because I try to make positive changes in my life as often as I can. Like I'd like to say every day, but some days I'm just a piece of shit, but like I'm as, as often as I can, I like to be trying to actively making some sort of positive change in my life, whether it's just don't eat that shit thing that you want to eat or, you know, make sure you get some fucking exercise today. You fat piece of crap that works at home and doesn't move you right. know like your mind is mean to you yeah it, yeah it is <laughs> Mine but, too. but for for my own benefit but but i i tend to get to these points where i f i feel discouraged when i don't see the results of the good shit that i'm doing you know i'm i'm, I'm encountering adversity or it's harder to pull something off that I'm trying to pull off than I thought it was going to be, or I'm pulling it off, but it does not rewarding me the way that I feel that it should be. And it, it has the tendency to make me want to go, well, fuck it then. Like, why am I, I might as well just enjoy not doing that rather than putting myself in this uncomfortable position of continuing to beat my head against the wall for little to no reward, or certainly not the result that I was hoping for. But those times 
when I push through that shit and just keep doing it anyway and keep going just a little further down the road, usually that part where I wanted to fucking quit and stop doing it was right before it really started to pay off, right. mm-hmm. you know? And I know that's kind of a, that's kind of become a uh, platitude at, at this point, but it's, it's really fucking true. Like if you, I think I, I try to look at adversity as something that is there to, test your commitment to the outcome that you're trying to achieve you know it's like how bad how bad do you really fucking want it are you willing to earn it are you are you are you willing to suffer to get it you are all right then you can have it right it does feel like sometimes the world's like you really have to earn this Mm -hmm. and you know what i am the type of person where i want to earn it yeah i want to go through it feels better when your meal tastes tastes better when you earned it yeah for sure it's a good lesson to learn. That's good advice to try and continually tell yeah, yourself. So it's nothing profound, but I'm just, I've, this, this week was, this past week has just been kind of gnarly for me with just like my, my head is a mess and, and I'm just, uh, it's been really fucking hot and I've been working hard on some, some personal projects and they're just not coming together the way I want them to. And oh, I'm no. just, I was like coming here to hang out with you guys. I'm like, well, at least this will be fun. Like, yeah. I know, I, I know I can sit down and run my mouth with my friends, <laughs> you know, but but I was, got I was having it. I was flap having my it. word hole for <laughs> word hole flapper. I I just kind of spent the week shadow boxing, <laughs> thinking I was gonna go out of my mind, legitimately. Raw, raw, raw dog in a shadow mm-hmm. box, coming up with his two point seven. <laughs> but uh, but I I the thing that I kept telling myself through it, even when I felt like it was starting to cripple me, was just keep just keep doing. If you get in that point where you feel like you're at your wit's end, just don't stop doing whatever it is. Just do it. You know what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You, you, if you sit down and ask yourself at any given moment, no matter how stressed out or anxious or out of your mind you are, you know the next thing that you probably should be doing is just do it mm-hmm. or just do a little bit of it. It doesn't matter. But as long as you just keep doing, then you're winning. Even if you're not getting to where you thought you were going to be in that day, as long as you're, you do something, as long you're, as you're taking you a step or a, a <laughs> crawling a little bit closer to yeah. it, then you win. It is one step at a time. Care, yeah. drag and yourself it, with your lips. You're... I don't give a shit. Move forward a little bit. Yeah, a cock, little bit. One cock push up at a time. Well, I feel like towards the finish line. <laughs> I feel like the cock push up is a great place to end this. Or moving along with your lips. Both of those are I'm great. Glad that good. I did not give those <laughs> examples in my last push up challenge. <laughs> Twenty five sure with your cock. Pull that off. Yeah. Twenty five with your cock. I'd yeah, love I'm, to see you try. I'm shadow boxing for that one. <laughs> All right, you guys, scatcast.com is where you find more of these. Hell yeah. Uh, you can visit us or you can speak to us at info at scatcast.com or we prefer just a ride pod. Just a ride pod. Just a ride pod. At gmail.com. And thank you guys so much for hanging out with us again. This has been a fun ride for us. I know that. Been a good day. Yeah, it's been Hell a good one. Hell yeah. So this guy's been Mr. Jeff. Thanks for being here, Jeff. Hi. <laughs> this guy's been in shade over yeah, here. Poobah. He's poobah. Oh, yeah, we got wank bop, <laughs> poobah, peebah. And we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the perfect. It's just a ride. Bing. Bong.